Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. You seem to be uh, struggling to remember my name there. Oh, no. It's not like I was going to call you something else. Sure, sure. That's what they all say. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is September. Oh, it's September. Uh, the calendar is not in view right now. Oh, it's no. September 11th? Maybe. 12th? <laughs> I have no fucking clue what day it see. is. Let me see. It's the... What, what day are we recording? Mm-hmm. And then we got... Oh, it's like the 13th. Okay. Oh, yeah. September 13th, 1996. There we go. How you doing? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm having some feelings about feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. Is that how that song goes? <laughs> That's on key, right? Right. What kind of feelings about what? Uh, 90210. Oh, you're having feelings about 902? I'm having actual feelings. Like oh, my gosh. Feelings of fucking anger. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, really? Yeah. Of fucking anger? Yes. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> right? There's a lot of fucking anger in this episode. Well, I mean, there's no actual. Oh, there is fucking, actually. There is. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of it. Some first time and some not first time. First time for some people. It's a very this part this is called change partners. Yeah. Which is very it's a double entendre. I believe that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> you as think they, so, huh? As they say. Well it's a French word, right? Double entendre. Uh, uh whoa. <laughs> don't don't ruin the French language now. Oh, come on. Like the like the uh Louisianans did. Right. Louisianans? How do you what are they, Louisianites? I don't know. Oh, what is their, what's that called, uh, de- denonym? We're Michiganders, I know that. Yeah, or some Isn't people. an awful, some awful people, word? Some people prefer Michiganians. Yeah, I prefer it too, but it's not the word. Some people use it. Hmm. But some people say gander because we're geese. I wouldn't mind being, you know, called a youper, but we're not Upper Peninsula people. So. We're trolls. Because yeah, we live I don't under like the that. bridge. I don't like that at all. That's some, some local Michigan references for you. Michigander trolls. Lu- Louisianans? Louisa- Louisans? Louisianans? What is it? I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's not like Texans. All right. If anybody in Louisiana... We're Californians. ...is listening to our tapes, let us know what, is what your to denonym? call you. What is your denonym? Which is a word that means the thing you're called from where you are. Okay. So, 90210. Yeah. Starts out... Beverly Hillsites. Beverly Hillsians? Right. Hillsians. I think they just call them uh, (laughs) douchebags. There you go. Oh, they are, too. Yuppie douchebags. Anyway. Yup, yup, yuppie. (laughs) Uh, Brandon... How many yuppies does it take to turn to screw in a light bulb, Carol? How many? I actually don't have much left for this joke. 
You're just trying to piss me off. You don't even have a, a place where this train wreck is going. <laughs> What's a good punchline for that, though? I don't. I don't know. Like any yup. I know some yuppie jokes, but I don't know any any yuppie uh, light bulb jokes. How many yuppies does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, two. I would say none. One, two. Why? Why none? No, you finish yours. One, two. Start to protest the the darkness, and the other one to sell out and do the job. I don't what? know, like I don't because they they were hippies and then they became yuppies. They, they sold out. I don't know what were you gonna say? None. What were you, what was what was the punchline? To because they'd pay somebody else to do it. Oh my god, that's so much better. <laughs> that's so much better of a joke. Thanks. A rare, rare Carol joke. Okay. Can we talk about 90210 now? What's that? Maybe, possibly, What's on our 90210 show. What's 90210? <sighs> is, that the, is that the thing that you talk about while I just think of one-liners? Apparently. Okay, good. Uh, Brandon and Lucinda. Brandon. Brandon. Um, they're having some issues. He guess, is yeah. about to go away for the weekend with Kelly. Because he is going to a retreat. Yeah, this is the weirdest thing in the world. But they're they're going to a a square dancing retreat. <laughs> well, they have it's not a square. They have an activity at the retreat of square dancing. Yeah, they have a dance, and it's a it's a square dance dance. No, it's a um. What are, what is this thing he's in? The political thing. It's well. It's not really a political thing. It's the committee. The they just keep calling it the committee. It's like student committee or something like that. He's making suggestions on how to better the school curriculum, stuff like that. It's an it's for the betterment of the education system. Well, the dean and the chancellor are there. Yeah. So they're they're rubbing elbows with the bigwigs. What's here. the difference between the dean and the chancellor? I don't know. I've never heard of anyone being called chancellor like in real life ever. Well, I've heard of chancellor like I don't know. The the chan like uh Adolf Hitler. He was a chancellor? He's the chancellor of Germany. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Let's see. We don't have chancellors here. Why is there a chancellor in California? I don't know. What about no? Yeah, yeah. Just just Hitler. Hmm. That's the only one I can think of. Okay, well, that's not a great example because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this guy is going to uh, um, commit genocide. So I, I hope not. <laughs> anyway, Brandon has brought Kelly with him, but. Prior to leaving, he's talking to Lucinda about it. Oh, I'll tell you what. If he was going to commit genocide, the band in this episode and all the people dancing would be a good start. Right. And Lucinda is meeting with Dylan Mm -hmm. while Brandon's out of town with Kelly. Now, that just sounds stupid. That just sounds like a bad idea. I mean, it just has like flashing red lights of bad idea all over it. And I don't know why they didn't just schedule this meeting for a time when Kelly would have also been there. Yeah, he wants to, he wants to see her film. Yeah, that he's thinking about backing financially. So they decide they're going to meet 
and uh, watch this film. And then Brandon says to her. In a movie theater, some kind of movie theater. Yeah, Brandon says to her, are you going to bake or to cook for him? Or are you going to cook him that spicy, what is it, Guatemalan? Guatemalan, yes. Guatemala. And it seems like that must be some kind of like innuendo between the two of them that spicy Guatemalan food means sex. Well, that's what she made him. Okay. That's what she made him the time he had dinner with the professor and Nanny and the professor. Okay. The professor and and Lucinda. And Uh, the kid, he was a tutor. Oh, yeah, he was there, too. That's right. Deshaun? Yeah, Deshaun. Uh, But, yeah, that's that's what she made. And I think it was like, I want to say that she might have said something like, uh, you know, your semen tastes better. Oh God! After eating spicy food, or I mean, obviously she didn't say that specifically, but I I want to say she made some sort of allusion to sex and the food you're eating. Okay, but That's I don't. Gross. But I don't know. I'm not 100 percent positive. But he uh, asks her if she's going to cook that for Dylan. Right. Like basically, are you going to go after him? And. He's yeah. He's very he's very jealous and suspicious. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "What the fuck? Why would you be like? Why are you so insecure?" And then I thought about it, and I was like, "Well, she was going to cheat on her husband with him, mm-hmm. so she's a cheater, and she cheated before on her husband right. with, with other kids. So she's a, a serial che- cheater. She's a serial cheater and a possible not pedophile, but <laughs> but." No. You know, like they're college boys. Come on, predator. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, oh, but Dylan has also cheated on Brandon's sister. Yeah, with his current girlfriend Kelly. Right. So they're both cheaters. And then I was like, yeah, that makes makes more sense. They're both cheaters. They're both highly attractive, and she is a giant hornball. I Do mean, you think that she she really is? By the way, do you really think that she's super attractive? Yeah. You don't? I mean, come on. Dina, what's her name? Dina, that's not, I almost said Myers, but that's, I think that's her last name on the show. I can't remember her name, but uh, Dina, her, the actress's name, Dina, whatever, something. Uh, maybe it is Myers. But anyway, uh, she's fine looking, but hmm. I wouldn't consider her super hot. No. Hmm. I think she's gorgeous and she's got a hot body, so, you know. There's she that. Has no curves. What are you talking about? She doesn't have any curves. She does too. Yeah, she does. Not a curve in sight. If she didn't have curves, I wouldn't think she's hot. Okay, but she's not very curvy. <laughs> not. I mean, she's she's not overweight, but she has a womanly that is, figure. That has nothing to do with it. Brenda's curvy. Okay. She's not overweight at all. No. She's probably underweight. <laughs> You look at that little chart, and she's probably uh, needs a sandwich size or whatever. Well, apparently Kelly must be, you know, five or ten pounds over that needs a sandwich because she always thinks she's fat. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, Dylan and Dylan and Lucinda are getting together. And she reassures Brandon that, of course, you know, nothing's going to happen and it's just professional. Of course. And she's like, I'm not giving you a hard time about taking off for the weekend with Kelly. And he said, maybe you should be. Yeah, it'd be nice if you were jealous, he said. It is kind of nice when 
when your significant other's jealous. Don't you think it shows they can't, like, not in a controlling, you can't go anywhere, or why are you wearing that, or, mm-hmm. oh, you're, you're putting on makeup to go to the grocery store, whore, you know, like, right. not in that way, but, like, a little bit jealous. It's kind of nice, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think there's a big difference between uh, abuse and jealousy. Um. But, it, like, a lot of times, people, like, guys that are, like, super controlling and stuff are, act very jealous. True. Like, that's a hallmark of it. Yeah. And I think there's... Like some health, like there's healthy jealousy that you can have. And I think that that's nice. Yeah. I I was dating a girl one time, uh, long, long ago before you, Carol. How dare you? She didn't care. Like I was, I, there was this girl that really, really liked me when I was dating her Mm -hmm. that got in a situation with me where we almost kissed Uh and I stopped myself. And I told my girlfriend about this, and she was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I was like, you, but I was, and I was like, "You're not." I said, "You're not jealous. You don't like." She never. She didn't even say like you can't hang out with her anymore or anything like that. Wow. And she goes, "Well, you, did you kiss her?" And I said, "No." And she's like, "Okay, well, I don't have anything to be jealous about then." And that was her opinion. I was like, mm, "I didn't like that." Yeah. Yeah, she was not emotionally invested enough in that relationship. I was like that's not cool, you know. Yeah, I dated a guy that was like that, too. But, I mean, he, like, wouldn't even care if I kissed somebody. That's crazy to me. Yeah. He was just like, oh, as long as, you know, you come home at the end of the night, that's all that matters. I'd probably fucking murder someone if you kill, if you kiss somebody. <laughs> anyway, so, it is kind of nice, though, I think. Yeah, I agree. And she doesn't care. Because she knows what she's going to do. Well, she knows what she's going to try with Dylan. She She's not the kind of person that... She's not monogamous. That's one of the things she's talking about in her class. Serial Serial monogamy. But there's nothing about her that's monogamous. I mean, like, she just wants to uh, be with them all. Yeah. Well, she said at the end of the class, she's like, hey, just remember, monogamy is fucking only one person at once. (laughs) And it's like, what? And what does she even mean by that? Like, not a menage a trois? Like, what? Well, that's the thing. I, at first, I thought she meant basically just being... With one person at a time and ending the relationship before you move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. But then as the episode goes on, it made me think, is that is that what she means? Or does she mean as long as it's just, you know, one day I'm having sex with this person, we're monogamous this day. Tomorrow, who knows? <laughs> like, that's what it seems like. Right. Like you said, she is a whore. As they would say in, in Massachusetts, she's a whore. Yeah. So Dylan agrees to go back to her house after they watch the movie. Yeah. So that she can cook for him. Guatemalan. She says uh-huh. she says it. Mm-hmm. She she totally it, Do you think that she decided to do that because Brandon was jealous or do you think that she had that planned all along? I think she had it planned all along. I think Brandon just knows her. Yeah. So Dylan's there. He's looking at all her stuff. She's in the kitchen cooking. All her creepy masks. Right. These are the faces of all the, uh, the undergraduates I've slept with before, <laughs> Dylan. There's a spot for Brandon right there. Little does she know she's going to end up on the pile before he ends up on her right. wall. There you go. It's a true uh. serial killer showdown. <laughs> it's the it's the Jason Voorhees versus Freddy Krueger battle that everyone wants that will never get because they're owned by two different movie studios. Wow. Yeah. Lucinda versus Brandon. 
Paramount and New Line Cinema. (laughs) So she leans in and it's getting all flirty. And uh, she says, what better time to uh, cheat on your girlfriend? No, 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 no. No? I I mean, that's essentially what she's saying. But she's, like you said, she's being super flirty and everything. At one point, she's like, uh, she's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you you want to be here or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I didn't say I don't want to be here. And she said, there's no safer sex than when your girlfriend's out of town. Yeah. It's actually not a bad line for a horrible cheater. Right. But. And then she leans in and kisses him and he kisses kisses her back. Mm Mm-hmm. Not Cheaters. Like he, he doesn't like push her away or anything. He no, kisses her back. Well, and he encouraged her ahead of time by saying, "It's I didn't say I don't want to be here." And then they part ways, and it does the whole Melrose place. Well, I mean, we have no idea what happens beyond that point. Like, I kind of figured they were going to sleep together. Well, uh, the implication is they did not. Later. Yeah. But at that moment, I thought they were definitely going to knock boots. So. <laughs> So did I. <laughs> but they they go to commercial and they go to a different storyline. So, But we won't. We respect you too much to go to a different storyline. We're going to see this one to the end. Okay. So the next day, they run into each other at the Peach Pit. She seeks him out at the Peach True. Pit. Okay. Because, yeah, he's the owner of the Peach Pit now. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> she, like... How did she approach him? Like, I know she's basically asking, how are things with us and stuff? Mm -hmm. She's like, why did you leave last? Why did you, like, why did you leave suddenly last night and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. She's basically, I I wanted to fuck you is what she's saying. And he says um, he basically didn't want to sleep with her because it felt like she was sleeping with him just so he'd fund her project. And she said, well, that's sad because she she goes, you know, you're really attractive or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got a bunch of money and lots of people think I'm attractive. Yeah, millions of dollars makes you real attractive to certain people. Exactly. And she's like, you really think that? And he goes, in your case, yes. (laughs) And she says, well, that's really sad. Because I'm genuinely attracted to you. Well, she she says, because it's not true or whatever. And Mm. then she leaves. So she really wanted to, do you believe her? That she's attracted to uh, Dylan, played by Luke Perry? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> but I think it was to get her project funded. I yeah. think he's right. I, I mean, she definitely had nefarious, you know. Uh, I think she's a user. She'll do whatever she'll she'll do whatever or whoever she wants for fun, and also to get what she wants. Eh? Yep, she is a giant whore. Yep. So Brandon was right, but of course, when he sees her. At the end of the episode, and uh, asks if she missed him. She's like, oh, all I could think about was you, Brandon. And pulls him in the house. Like a fucking spider. Yep. She is a terrible person. Yeah. She's a black widow. Although, Brandon... Is not entirely innocent, unfortunately. He kind of messed up, too. Mr. Perfect. So Doing the perfect flex. Him and Kelly... Are getting along fine, having fun. They're not sleeping in the same room, even though they're pretending to be a couple. No, because they're boy. There's boy and girl cabins. Yeah, and Kelly's sleeping with 
Claire. Oh, we finally get to see Claire. The first see sighting of Claire. The Dean's daughter. Mm-hmm. So, and she obviously, like, is drooling as soon as she sees Brandon. And Kelly, kind of. <laughs> you think she thinks Kelly's hot, too? Well, I don't know if she... Th- like, I think she thinks Kelly's cool. Yeah. So... Um, and like, as Mark mentioned, there's the square dancing. So that happens. See, it's, that's it's, a real, uh, it's sexy a, scene. It's such a, it's such a great, it's such a great title because it's like change partners, but also everybody's changing partners. Right. So how do they end up talking? They end up, is it after the square dancing? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, first of all, they come. Claire's sharing the cabin with with Kelly, and Brandon's sharing his cabin with oh, asshole. Yeah. That yearbook dude, whatever his name is, not your yearbook, newspaper. <laughs> wow. wow, you really demoted him. <laughs> A nice job working on the college yearbook, dork. <laughs> Went back to high school for a second there. Yeah, it's the uh, the newspaper tycoon that's doing the. Hatchet piece on Brandon, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. At one point, he's like, Brandon's like, why are you doing this? And he goes, honestly, because I don't like you. That's such a fucked up reason to write about a person. And he's like, yeah, well, the feeling's mutual. Yeah. He's a dick. Yeah. But he's jealous. He's jealous of Brandon. Yeah. So everybody loves Brandon, and everyone thinks he's a fucking weasel. Because he is a weasel. So, yeah, they're staying together. And during the square dancing scene... They keep changing partners, and Brandon goes with Claire, and asshole goes with Kelly, mm-hmm. and then they keep switching back. And Claire tries to keep him. Yeah, she doesn't want to give him back. He at one point, Brandon says to Kelly, "He's like, I think she groped me," <laughs> which is nice for foreshadowing for the obsession that's about to come. Right. So somehow, him and Kelly end up. They just start. They just walking in the woods after. The after the dance, just talking. But they end up talking about how much they like each other. Well, because before, when they first got there, then they were... I don't remember how they got on this conversation, but, oh, because he says the last time I danced, like really danced, was with you two years ago at that spring concert or dance or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. She's like, you know, the only thing I remember about that is I made a move on you and... You said, I'm like a sister and everything. Yeah, yeah. And Brandon yeah. said, you thought we were from Minnesota. We're from Alabama. <laughs> I will fuck a sister. Ew. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, sorry about that. And uh, I liked you and all this. Like, he basically says he lied, kind of. Yeah, because he didn't want to, like, upset Brenda, I think, at the time or something. Something like that. But anyway, so they talk about how they like each other and they're walking in the woods together. And they kiss. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're so happy that we talked about this and that we kissed, but it's not going to happen again, and we're just going to go back to life the well, way it was. that's what Kelly says. Yeah. Brandon looks looks like, you know, maybe he doesn't totally agree. Mm. That's what she says. She's like, we can't do this. It can't happen again. She's the one, she's the one that puts the, all the brakes on it. Well, yeah, because she's the one with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What does Brandon have to lose in this scenario? Dina. Uh, well, that's her, the actual actress's name. Lucinda. <laughs> yeah, Lucinda's not his girl. Lucinda's sex. That's all. <laughs> and he can get sex from Kelly. 
<laughs> that reminds me of Empire Records, that movie that we saw. Yeah. You are sex. <laughs> so now we know. Now we know how it happens that Brandon and Kelly have well, they were, a they, flirtation. They were sharing some looks in the last episode, too, when they were first yeah. on this fake date. Their fake dates are not so fake. Do you think that Lucinda purposely mentioned that he should you know, use Kelly as the beard so that she could separate Kelly from Dylan because she was want Dylan the entire time? No, because she didn't know Dylan yet. Mm, all right. Because, like, she just met Dylan to talk about her project. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right. I mean, that would have been just, pretty shady. Yeah, but. I was thinking of conspiracies. <laughs> so my me just being pretty, uh, pretty smart over here. There's also a uh, bit of a storyline that will continue here um, with Brenda and Donna and a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a few different storylines that we haven't talked about yet going on. But, yeah, let's do Brenda. But <laughs> that sounds like the worst <laughs> porno beginning ever. Right. It's Brenda, Donna, and a dog. This poor dog is following them all through the campus, and it's hungry, and he begins, it's sad. He begins the episode. Yeah. We get some point of view from the dog. Some cameraman had to to get down on his <laughs> fucking knees and operate a dolly machine, <laughs> so it looked like a dog. Maybe, or maybe they put a camera on a dog. Yeah, they're going to strap a giant camera to a dog's back. <laughs> I don't know. Seven but, dogs died in the filming of this episode. <laughs> but there are people, like, sitting on blankets eating food, and the dog's looking at the food and crying. Yeah. And they're just like, get away, go away. <laughs> like, feed the puppy. A lot of animal lovers here. The puppy is hungry. What kind of dog was it? I have no idea. I thought Border Collie, but then you said Lassie's a Border Collie, and it did not look like Lassie. It was a black and white dog. Yeah, I don't know. It was... I don't know what Border Collies look like. It was some kind of, like, shepherding kind of dog, I think. Well, that's why I thought it was a Border Collie, because Border Collies are shepherd dogs, but... Yeah. That's that's what I think, too. It's some sort of shepherding dog. So... It's an ankle <clears throat> snatcher. It's following Brenda and Donna, mm-hmm. and Donna just walks around with um, food in her purse, which I think is really weird. Donna's got some... Donna's got some body dysmorphia issues going on, I think. I don't, like, it looked like it was a bag of peanuts, maybe? Yeah, high-calorie-dense food, by the way, peanuts. Any kind of nuts. But, like, she just opens this bag, lets the dog stick its mouth in there and eat some, and then takes the bag away. And then she straps it to her face and like a trough. Ew, 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 ew. Ew. And then she's like, oh, get in the car. Come on, let's go. And Brenda's like, this dog belongs to somebody. You can't Brenda's just like, take fuck this dog. dog. It had a collar and everything. But no license. Yeah. It had a collar, but no information on it. Right. So they take off without the dog. Brenda wins. And the dog's chasing the car. It's the yeah. saddest thing I've ever seen. It follows them to the peach pit. It does. How? How did it do that? It's a dog, and that was a car. Like, come on. Yeah. How? I, I, first of all, I don't know how. And second of all, 
How does it get through all of Los Angeles <laughs> without a dog catcher or anybody spotting it? Right. No one else stopped this dog? And it gets in through the back of the peach pit. Nat's chasing it through the restaurant. Right. It knew where the back door was. Even though the girls came in the front door, it was yeah. like, well, I'm going to sneak around the back. Nothing Nothing made sense in this episode. But they, um, they decided to take the dog home, and Donna's supposed to be trying to find the owner. They let the dog choose which girl it wants to go home with. Mm-hmm. It made out with Donna, not Brenda. Yeah. Not it the, was pretty gross. Not the girl I'd choose, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, Donna made little posters that look nothing like the dog. <laughs> Come find this dog. That's a, uh, that's a poodle. Like, Brent. take a picture. What? Don't try to draw the dog. <laughs> she Weirdo. Didn't, she didn't want anyone to find the dog. She put the wrong phone number on her. But then they discover that it's shaved in spots. Yeah. And then Cindy, you know, gets her scale this episode by suggesting they take it to the vet. Yep. And they, she earned that paycheck right? with that five words that she said. And uh, they discover that it's basically, it's like medical experiments being done to this dog. Yeah, I, I picked that out right away. I was like, you oh, did. well, they're, they're experimenting on the dog. Spoilers. Uh, it was annoying, but I love you. Love you too. Uh, so. <laughs> Watching this with me is annoying. That's awesome. No, I love you. It's, watching it with you is the best. <laughs> It just, you know, when you anticipate things, five moves, moves ahead. Yeah. Um, Andrea works there? Is that what's going on? Yeah, she volunteers like, with the lab, I guess. I don't I don't know when this happens. Yeah, like, it's just, it's weird. Uh, I think it's just convenient to the storyline. She's not a science student, I don't think. No. She was on the newspaper. She's always been more interested in journalism and English, that kind of stuff. Is she maybe getting prenatal care at the medical lab on the university? I, I... She works there. She's not just a patient. Okay. She's yeah. not only the president of the hair club for men. <laughs> She's also a client. So she talks the girls into returning the dog, even though nobody wants to. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, Mark's like, they're going to kill the dog. They're going to kill it. It's going to die. Well, yeah, I thought they were going to kill this dog. I thought they were going to destroy it. It doesn't die. The dog knew too much. (laughs) But outside of the lab are three hippies (laughs) from the movie PCU, essentially, that are like, we're protesting. We don't mm-hmm. want them to kill animals. You know what they do to animals? They put holes in dogs' throats for smoke. Yeah, that sounds fucked up. I don't know if it's even true. Right. Andrea says it's all lies. So, uh, so you know what we do here? We cure cancer. <laughs> Dicks. So Andrea takes the dog back to the medical place for the girls, and the girls sign the petition to get it closed down. Where do you stand on animal testing? I think it's... Um, Terrible and should not be done on, you know, certain animals, but maybe some animals. Cute animals. Okay. <laughs> Cute animals. Cats, dogs, rabbits. Pigs. Pigs. No, no pigs either. No pigs. <laughs> the pig's liver is essentially identical to humans, so it's very good for certain experiments, but no pigs either. Because <laughs> pigs are cute, I guess. I don't know. And tasty. 
This seems like contradictions. Because Don't experiment. I want to eat pets. Because <laughs> I saw Babe, okay? And now okay. I love them. All right. Well, anyway, no experiment on that stuff. Rats, though, and like squirrels or uh, what are other some ugly animals they could do it on? Uh, skunks. Skunks. Ugly dogs. No, not ugly dogs. <laughs> Cockroaches. Alligators. Yeah, cockroaches. That's very comparable to human beings. <laughs> They're not even mammals. <laughs> oh, whatever. But this is the beginning of the spark of we're going to fight for animal rights. Yeah. And we're going to fight for your right to shit on our living room floor. Wow. Ew. Um, at the end of the episode, they all gather again at Donna and David and Kelly's place. It seems to be like where every episode's ending lately. Yeah. I want to use that set. Andrea shows up uh, with the dog and she's like, oh, he was already no good for the control group. So they just let him go. They called him garbage. So (laughs) basically you can have him. So now they have a dog. Well, Donna does Donna and David. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly lives there now, too. Kelly lives there now, too. And Steve. Steve's the other one. Steve doesn't live there. He does not. He lives. He doesn't have a dog. No. He He is a dog. (laughs) He lives Steve, you're such a dog. He is a dog. He lives in Andrea's apartment. I called this, too, by the way, last episode. Yeah. So his uh, fraternity brothers are wanting to use his room for sex. (laughs) Well, the one is... They, they're they partying there and everything, and then that resident breaks in again. Yeah, she just walks in without knocking, like, all the time. And she's like, ah, oh, you fucking keg people. I told you I didn't want this to be a keg house. You can't have friends over here ever. <laughs> That's essentially what she says. Yeah. So it's because they're too loud because they're playing a song. Not even that loud, by the way. It's not like it was blasting. Well, no, but they're playing the same song that they played like a bunch of Who times. Who cares? So she can hear it. That's I torture. understand. That would be annoying. Yeah, that is. they do use that for torture, like in Libya and stuff like right. that. Right. So she wants them to knock that shit off. Um, <laughs> Steve says no, though. He he shuts the well, idea. Okay, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta build this up. This guy's story is important. He We're never gonna see him again, but... He hasn't told his story yet. What does Steve say no to then? When he has his friends over, mm-hmm. they're just talking about they want to use it. There is no story. The story comes up when the guy comes by himself to they talk to him. They don't say that. When they're both there, they're not like, hey, we're going to fuck here all the time. They don't say that, do they? I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, not all the time or whatever, but yeah, they, they ask about being able to use it. And he's like, no, Andrea would not be okay with that. Oh, is that where they say, like, uh, sex is a spectator sport at the keg house or something? Yeah. Like okay, yeah, you're right. So then the one dude comes by himself later to talk to him, and he's like, little, he admits that he's a virgin. The little chubby guy. Yeah. He's like, I've been dating my girlfriend for two years, and she's finally... She, he says it like like he's in Guys and Dolls. That's how this guy plays this role for some reason. Because he's like, uh, oh, my, my girlfriend, we've been dating for two years, and she's finally beginning to get amorous. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a college student, huh? You're a fucking frat guy saying that. It's not the actor's fault. That's the writer's. And she's like, uh, yeah, she's now she wants to get amorous now. So so I was hoping, and he's and Steve's like, 
You've been dating her for two years and you haven't fucked her yet? And he's like, are you a virgin? And he's like, meh. Yeah, and I'm going to be for the rest of my life if I don't, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. So he agrees to let them have sex. So then the, um, who, oh, Andrea. Andrea's Andrea coming back, yeah. comes back to, like, do laundry or some shit. Yeah. And she walks in her room and finds these strangers fucking in her bed. Mm-hmm. And at first, it's kind of funny. They don't really play it up too much. But the girlfriend is like, who's this? You know, like, (laughs) like they're together or something like that. And he's like, oh, you know, this is Andrea. And, and she's like, she's pregnant. (laughs) But it's clear. Not mine. (laughs) Right. And she drops something or whatever. And he's like, oh, let me help you. And uh, Andrea's like, no. Don't you dare. So she goes out and lets them finish. Ew. Yeah. And then she, uh, you know, basically says to Steve, you're fucking out. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to get kicked out because of him. So Steve's gathering his stuff. Presumably, the RA walks in again when he's naked or something. Without knocking. And sees his cock. And she's like, oh, blonde, uh, translucent pubes. Ew. Yes, yes, please. Well, it matches the hair on his head, right? So Andrea <laughs> walks in a second time another day and finds that Steve is in bed with the RA. Well, she hears it first. It's yeah. a very nice, like, bed spring sounds or whatever. And she walks, like, she knocks on the door or whatever, and Steve's like, oh, you know, not, not a good time. Not a good time. She bursts in, and then R.A.'s got Steve's shirt on. Yeah. And she looks so happy. She doesn't look embarrassed at all. She's not chagrined. No. But Steve must be good at sex. Well, he's ugly enough. You gotta, you gotta make up for it somehow. <laughs> Everybody's got something, right? Right. So, yeah. Ugly man with huge penis confused as to how to get the word out. <laughs> right? That's Steve. <laughs> oh, so I don't think he's leaving. <laughs> no, no, he'll stay. And uh, I think that was it. That is pretty much everything. Yeah, Brenda doesn't really... Brenda ta- tells Donna, she's like, oh, yeah, I admitted to Dylan that I love him. Oh, yeah. And Donna's like, what the fuck would you do that? Yeah, like, does she forget that that's Kelly's friend? Mm-hmm. Like, best friend? So, that's pretty much all she does this episode. Yeah. Jim looks like a dad. He gets to, you know, make scale, too, though. I think he says some words. Jim says he's uh, not only the president of their club, <laughs> also a client. Right. He needs it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. So, so this <laughs> is your part. No, no, no! I no, was no. waiting for no, you. You're to not going to re- you're not going to reverse this. <laughs> this is not an Uno reverse situation where it's like, oh, but uh, look at this. Okay, write us at late fee nineteen ninety four at aol dot com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website yeah. www dot com. Do that and uh, share the tapes with your friends. Yeah, and if you could. Go to patreon.com slash retro late fee. Check out all the cool extra stuff. Yeah, we made some extra tapes. Yeah. Um, for April Fool's Day, hmm. one day on April 1st, <laughs> okay. maybe next year, 1997. Sure. Do you want to 
switch it up where you do the intro and I do the outro. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe we can come up with a less lame April Fool's prank. <laughs> I don't know. We got you. She did the, she did the opposite. So they must have thought I was you. You could sit in this chair, too, and I'll sit in your chair. I'm sure they'll be able to tell the difference entirely. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.